so good. Okay, so there's cards around the room, there's notepapers, and there's pens, and there's Bibles. So if you do not have one, I suggest that you get them because today is going to be an awesome morning, I can promise you. So um, you're going to want to take notes this morning. It's going to be the best ever. So grab that. It's going to be so good. Wow, look at you guys, so kindly passing them down your rows. This is awesome. Okay, um, so we are in the last and final series of our I am, sorry, am I, question mark. I am was last month. Um, and we're talking about who we are in light of who Jesus is. Uh, so I have a question this morning. My question is, have you ever wanted to be like someone that you looked up to? Have you ever been like, oh my gosh, if I could just be them? Anybody? Yeah, just you? You? Lady Gaga? Whoa. Okay, well, I'm going to share the people that I've wanted to be like. The first one, my first one, I was in third grade, and it was awesome. I thought she had the most beautiful voice. I thought that she was just, like, so great, how she, like, loved life. And I wanted to be Pocahontas. What was that when I was in third grade? There she is in all of her glory. There she is. I even dressed up for her for hol- as her for Halloween for my Halloween parade in elementary school. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, I just thought the world of her. I thought she was the best, and I wanted to be exactly like her because I just thought she was awesome. Um, in sixth grade, um, there was a pop star that came out. And I was like, man, this is like the first girl. Like, this is so cool. Like, there's boy bands. There's, like, stuff. And um, this person, I wanted to be like then. I do not want to be like her now. Okay? So two separate things. But this is what she looked like then. Sixth grade me wanted to be Britney Spears. Okay? That was totally who I wanted to be. I was like, she's so pretty. Like, what the heck? I want to be like her. She has an awesome voice. She can dance. Like, this is so cool. So sixth grade me wanted to be Britney Spears. I actually went to Costco and bought this album. It was the Baby One More Time album. Yeah, it was pretty great. 13 bucks. My mom took me to buy it. It was very special. Um, In seventh and eighth grade, I um, wanted to be more like the popular people in school. So that was who I wanted to be because they were the ones that everyone looked up to. They were the ones that everyone liked. They were the ones that had all the breaks, it seemed like. And in ninth grade was when I met Jesus. And so I wanted to be like Jesus in ninth grade. And so the first thing is that we all want to be like somebody because we all want to be liked, loved, and part of something. We all want to be like somebody because we all want to feel liked, loved, and part of something. And we think the answer is to copy or to mimic somebody that other people like because we think that, well, if other people like them and I'm like them and I can be like them, then they'll like me too, right? So that's what we think when we're living life and we're just like, man, everybody likes that person. If I could only be that person, then my life would be set. But... When we run after the things we don't have, it's dissatisfying. When we run after the things that we don't have, it's dissatisfying. And so me, third grade me, wanting to be Pocahontas, I would never have her long, gorgeous, 
huge black hair, okay? I will never have Pocahontas' voice. I will never have her skin tone, no matter how hard I try, in the sun and everything. I, I would never be as skinny as her. She's got this little tiny waist. Like, I can't, I can't get there. And, and I'll never be like Britney Spears. I don't have her talent. I can't sing super well. I will never look like her, even if I try and do my hair the same way. Nobody's going to be like, oh, you're Britney Spears. Nobody's going to do that. And the thing is, is that we all try to be someone that we're not sometimes because we're looking for that satisfaction. We're looking for to be liked and loved and part of something. And so this whole month we've been talking about this one verse in Galatians 3, 26. It says, for in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. And so we've been talking about that. And because of Jesus, you guys, because of Jesus, we are children of God, we're loved, and we're worth it. And that's what we've been talking about the last three weeks, is that we actually are those things. Like, we are a child of God. We are loved, and we are worth it. Because of who Jesus is, he says that you are also those things. You possess the ability to do that and to be that to other people as well. Whereas, like, singing and looking like Pocahontas, like, I could try all I want, but I will never be that way. No matter how, how hard I try, I can't be that because I don't possess those things. But we, if we're believers in Jesus, we possess those things. We are a child of God. We're loved and we're worth it. And even if we don't, haven't said yes to Jesus yet, like, we are those things. And so we can't really live out who we are because of who, we can live out who we are because of who Jesus is. And so, um... The next point is that we are satisfied when we live out who we are in Jesus because we become who we actually are. We are satisfied when we live these things out because we become who we actually are. So when we live out the fact that we're, the ch- we're a child of God, or we live out the fact that we are loved, if we live out the fact that we are worth it in every single day, then we're going to be satisfied because we're living out who we are. That's who we are. And that is awesome. And so when we're focused on becoming who we are, we're able to discover our beauty, our gifts, and our talents. And we've reminded ourselves each week, because a lot of times we, we hear those things and we're like, am I really those things? Like, is that really me? Is that something that God really says about me? And if I, if I am, like, I don't really feel it all the time, right? And so we have doubts about those things. And so that's why we've had these cards, and we've had you fill them out after every single message saying, like, Am I actually this thing? And then you're saying, yes, I am, because we have to remind ourselves that those things are true. And so the first one was this. Am I really a child of God? Yes, I am adopted as God's child is the truth. And the next one was this. Am I loved? Yes, I am deeply loved by God. And the, second, or the third one is this. Am I worth it? Yes, I am more than worth it. That is something that you are, guys. And this is like something that's so exciting. And the question today is how are we be actually becoming those things? How are we actually living those things out in our daily lives? And how do we do that, right? Because a lot of times like, okay, I can be those things, but what does that even mean? It's just whatever. And, but the thing is that it's not just whatever. Because knowing who you are should change the way you think and how you live. Knowing who you are should change the way you live and how you live. 
and should change our perspectives. It should change our habits and the things that we do or the things that we don't do because it ultimately should change our hearts. It should change who we are inside, that we should want to become these things because that's actually who we are. And we should constantly be acting different than we used to because that's true. And we're actually becoming who we are because the truth is, is that if we aren't changing, then we're basically telling God that we don't believe what he says about us. We're saying, hey, God, yeah, right, like, you're a liar, which is pretty crazy. And believing in Jesus, you guys, means having faith in. It means that we're, we're believing what he says about us, not, not just the fact that, hey, he died and he, he rose again and he saved me from my sins, but it's, it's, it's wow, God says this about me, and so that's also true. Like, you're, you're choosing to believe what Jesus says about you when you choose to believe in him. And so it's, it's almost like this stool, okay? So this stool is, is here, and what is this stool supposed to do? Hold you up. Yes, so when you sit on it, it's supposed to hold you up. You know that that's true. That's what it's made for. That's what it's supposed to do. Um, but... Here's the deal. Has anybody known anyone who's fallen through a chair or something at some point? And maybe you laughed. It was like by a fire pit or something. You're like, oh, my gosh, that's so embarrassing. But here's the deal is that, is that faith is like that. Faith says, I know that this chair, this stool is supposed to hold me up. And so what you're doing when you actually sit on it is you are having complete faith that that's actually true, Right? So no one's going to sit on a chair and expect it to break, right? Because that's not what it's supposed to do. Um, So you're sitting on it, having full faith, actually believing in the fact that this stool is going to hold you up. And so the same thing is like with Jesus. When When we say, I believe in Jesus, we're not just believing some parts about him. We're not like, we don't like half sit on a stool like, okay, I'm just going to do this and I can brace myself here if I want to. But no, we, we trust fully that this stool is going to hold us up. And so the same thing is like our faith in Jesus, where we want to put our full faith, our full trust in who he is, which means that we're believing these things e- about ourselves that he says even when we don't feel it, that we are a child of God, that we are loved, and that we are worth it. And so the thing is, is that we actually, if we actually believe it, we're going to live it out, right? And so it's like, okay, well, how do I do that now? What do I do? So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to page 160, um, nope, 1,062. I forgot the zero. 1062, and we're going to be in John chapter 13, verse 33 through 35. It's going to be awesome. This is Jesus talking, and Jesus, as we know, he has disciples, which are like his 12 friends that he's teaching about life and how to live and what to do because Jesus is going to be gone soon, and they are going to basically start the church, which is awesome. Okay, so if you're there, 1,062, it says this in verse 33, Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I am going. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are 
my disciples. So guys, this is crazy. So Jesus is talking to his friends, and he's going to be leaving soon. So this is right before he gets crucified on the cross, right? And before he goes up into heaven to be with God. And so he's telling them, you can't come where I'm going yet, but you will. Um, but you can't come now. And so I'm going to leave you with something when I'm not here. And the commandment is to love one another, which is pretty crazy. So if you're a believer in this room, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then that's your commandment. Your commandment is to love one another because everyone around you is going to see the way that you live, the way that you live that's different, and they're going to be curious about who you are and who God is ultimately. And this isn't just any kind of love. Like, this is the love that Jesus had shown his disciples. It's a love that's sacrificing, a love that's giving, a love that's caring, a love that's understanding, and the love that's graceful. Like, it's not just like, oh, I love tacos, and this is so awesome. Tacos are the best. Like, it's not that kind of love. It's not the kind of love that you have for somebody because it was your birthday at school and they bought you a balloon. Like, it's not like, oh, you did this for me, so I love you. It's not, oh, you took me here, or you're my friend, so I just love you. You're just so great. It's not that kind of love. It's, it's real, sacrificial love. And that's what Jesus came to show. And he invites us into the kind of love that says, you first. Jesus invites us into the kind of love for people that says, you first. So, what I would like for you to do, this might be awkward, but we're going to do it. Because there's people in this room, and we're all a big family, right? We come to JHM together. This is awesome. So, I need you to pick somebody next to you, and I need you to look at them. Okay? This, this is what this kind of love looks like. It doesn't look like me. It looks like looking at someone else. And this is what you're asking yourself for them. Okay? It says, what can I do for you? What do you need? I'm going to be there to sit with you when you're going through a tough time. I'll be there to talk when you're feeling down, even when I don't get anything from you in return. That's the kind of love that Jesus wants us to have for each other, okay? And I want you guys to look at each other because I think sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, what about me? And we, like, think that. And then we're like, we're not able to love people because we're not actually looking at them. So sorry if it was awkward, but it's good. Okay. Um, as followers of Jesus, we are known by how we treat each other. So basically how we love is basically how we treat another person. Okay, so it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, be, like, nice to you and stuff like that. But it's actually how we treat one another. It looks like not going behind people's back and talking about them. It looks like, it looks like not stabbing them in the back because of something that they did to you or getting revenge or trying to figure out those things. But it looks like that sacrificial love that Jesus showed us. And so I want you to look at that same person again, and I want you to tell them, I want to love you like Jesus loves you. Can you do that? Good job. That's so awesome. Yes. Okay. Um, because the truth is, if, if we're actually a child of God, if we're actually loved, and if we're actually worth it, we're going to have the capacity to love like Jesus loves. You will have the capacity to love that person because your love is coming from God. Your love is not dependent on who that person is or what that person does for you because you're not looking for it from them. You've already received it from God. So what you're doing is you're being 
who God is to them, which is awesome. And so um, that's what Jesus calls us to. And because of who we are, we're invited to live differently. Because when we live this way, it invites people to see who Jesus is. It's like you become a reflection of who he is. You become a reflection of who you are. You're actually being who you are in him, which is actually showing that other person who God is. So it's kind of like this. Um, I brought a candle. As you saw in the video, um, it talks about how God is the light of the world, right? And so he shines light. And there's a few other passages in the Bible that talks about how we also are like a light, a city on a hill, that kind of thing. And so we are called to reflect who Jesus is. So if God is the light of the world, if God represents this candle, like, I can't actually be this candle, right? We talked about that. Because I'm me. But if I'm made in the image of God, if I'm made worthy, if I'm made a child of God, if I'm made loved and I'm made worth it, then what I need to do, all I need to do is reflect who God is. And so we need to be like a mirror. Where you can see the candle in the mirror. And if you can't see it, you can come look or whatnot. But that's what you should be like. You should be reflecting his light to everyone else around you, which is pretty awesome, right? Like, that's all our job is as, as believers in Jesus. And you might be thinking, well, you know what? The disciples just got the good end of the stick. They, you know, actually walked with the Jesus. They actually got to see who he was, like, Jesus isn't here anymore. Like, how am I supposed to know what Jesus looks like? How am I supposed to be that for other people if I don't know? And Jesus actually does not abandon us. He leaves us with two things. One thing is his word. So I don't know if you guys read your Bible at home, but if you don't, I would love to encourage you to start. In the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're in the Old Testament. I mean, sorry, the New Testament. They're the first four books of the New Testament. And they will actually show you what Jesus did because they're stories about Jesus and the life that he lived on earth that people actually recorded and said, you guys need to know about this. This is awesome. He's not here anymore, but guess what? Like, this is everything that he did. And the second thing is that a chapter later, we are in John 13 and John 14, Jesus says that he's not going to abandon us. He's given us the Holy Spirit to actually live inside of us. So if you have said yes to believing in Jesus— then you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, which is so crazy, right? But it's almost like your conscience. It's almost like that guide. It's almost like God is there kind of showing you and nudging you what to do. So sometimes it kind of looks like a tug at your heart. You're like, I feel like I'm supposed to do this, but I don't know why. And it sounds kind of crazy, but that's what God looks like. And so I actually have a friend, and I wanted to show you her story and her video. Um, you might know her. She was in JHN last year, and she felt God tugging at her heart to do something. So why don't you watch this video? I heard from God to do this project. Um, I was actually laying in bed, and I was supposed to be sleeping, and God just kind of, like, inserted that, like, mission, I guess, for me to go and serve the homeless. It was just, like, a sudden, like, feeling like I need to go serve. For this specific event, um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to serve, like, the homeless in Santa Ana. I wanted to give them, like, an Easter lunch, and um, we gave them care packages and clothes and kind of just let them know that they had someone who cared about them and let them know that Jesus cares about them. 
I went to Kristen, my church leader, and she told me to write it out and then um, doesn't matter how big it is, doesn't matter how small the project is, just make it the way you want it and then show it to me. So from there, she took it to Outreach and Outreach then approved it and I got the text and I was so, so, so excited. And at one point, I was like really scared that no one was gonna show up. So many people came, like it was way more than I expected. I could say almost the whole church came. I think we all inspired each other by seeing everyone else's like, you know, ways they connect with God through like serving. You see them as Jesus's like followers and as Jesus's, you know, like serving. I saw people through his eyes and not necessarily through mine. Just the love God has for everyone. Like, obviously we're not perfect. We sin all the time. Like we do not see people through his eyes. I think that people are often afraid because they think like, oh, like it's too much work or oh, like I don't think I, I could do it, you know? Like you can, like don't be afraid to get out there and go, go serve. Serving at the end of the day is a great way to make an impact on the people around you and to make an impact on yourself. And so I think that serving is just an amazing tool that God has given us. I love that video. It's so inspiring. I saw so many of you guys in there. It was so cool. I just love that. So that's something that we did last year just because a student had something in their heart that God had said, hey, you know what? I feel like I need to do this. I don't know how. I don't know why, but I'm just going to tell you. And then that happened. Like, that is awesome. So if you have something stirring in your heart, if you have something that you're like, man, I just feel like I need to do this. I don't know why. Why don't you just tell one of us? Tell one of our leaders because we want to help you do that. We want to help you see, see and show who God is to everyone around you in this world. And I think a lot of times because you're in junior high, people are like, you know what? You're too young. You can't do it. But I'm going to say, uh, no, they're totally wrong because I believe that you totally can. And so the question this morning is, how will you live differently because of who Jesus says that you are? How will you live differently because of who Jesus says that you are? Because you're a child of God, because you're loved, and because you're worth it. How will you live differently? What could you do to be more loving to the people around you? What do you need to do to learn or step into something that God might be calling you to? Like, maybe you're just like, I just don't know enough about God. Like, maybe your next step is jumping into a life group where you can have the space to learn more. Like, guys, we got space. Life groups are amazing. And that's what it's there for. And then maybe you're just like, man, I just, you know, I feel like I need to do something. Well, come tell us that you want to serve, and we'll figure it out. Because we all have the ability to influence others by the way we love and by the way that we live. We all have the ability to influence others by the way that we love and the way that we live, no matter who you are. And so the question this morning is, what if we actually became who we already are? What if we actually became loving? What if we actually became worth it and told other people that they're worth it too? And what if we actually said, you know what, I am a child of God, and I'm going to tell someone else that too by what I do and how I love them. Because when we see ourselves as Jesus sees us, we begin to see others in that way too. And that's the truth. And you realize, I can actually do these things. Like, it's not that hard because you already are that. Like, that's the beauty of it. It's so awesome. And so Ephesians 3.20 says this. It says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And the truth is, is that when we step out in faith, it can be hard. It can be trying to be testing you're like I don't know anybody I don't know if people are going to think of me God's right there with you and so if he's the one that said that you know you should do this 
then he's going to back you up 100%. Even though it's scary, he's going to make something like that video totally come to life and remind you of who he is, which is awesome. And so the big idea for today is when we live out who Jesus says we are, everyone around us will notice. When we live out who Jesus says we are, everyone around us will notice. And it's going to be awesome. It's the most fulfilling thing, you guys. And so like usual, this is to start response time. The band's going to come back up right now to play a final song where we get to kind of think about maybe like how we're feeling right now. Maybe that's super scary for you. Like how do I live out who God says or what do I do or that kind of deal. And we have these cards in the carts. So if you want to grab some for your row and pass them down, uh, the question is today is, am I able to live out who Jesus says I am? And the, the, the truth is, I am more than able to live it out. So if that's something that you're, like, you question, if that's something that you doubt, like, can I actually do this? Then the truth is, yes, you can. You absolutely can. Because you believe in God, and God is powerful. So why don't you fill that out while they start this song? You guys go ahead and stand up and as we sing this last song.